Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Well, make it so, number one. What? These aren't the droids we're looking for. In an insane world, it was the sanest choice. Silencio Bruno. That's my axe. Hey, fellas. Either one of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Geeks out on Joy 94.9. You're going to need a bigger boat. Um, so I'm gonna let, cause you're our tricky of the off, of the, of the geeks parade. I'm gonna let you kick this one off, please. I, I think you're, uh, you may actually be overtaking me in the modern era, era trek. Uh, oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Star Wars, yeah, yeah, Star Wars is a bit OTT at the moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, no, but like, um, you, you, you're oh, like all over it. Star Trek. Like the modern era of Star Trek, like you're, you're actually all over it, so oh, yeah. I am loving Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while building a new federation free from the burn and then with a new source of dilithium another threat comes to the galaxy in the form of a spatial anomaly can't say words that has the power to rip not just worlds apart but the fragile alliances that are just taking hold so let's give a listen to the trailer life is just a blink it is one heartbeat in the entire lifespan of the universe Captain? Captain? Are you with us? Today we seek to understand a threat. Sorry about that. Button (laughs) slipped and everything. But that is... We will try to find it later. Yeah, if you you can go find it yourself, I'm sure. (laughs) It's, you know, it's out there. But you should be watching it because this is just, I think... We were just talking just then about, which is why it slipped, um, about how great this season is just for where Star Trek has come along. Um, Clayton, I love your first line quote, so I'll let you. Uh, well, thank you. Um, but yeah, the series continues to feel like a big, warm, queer hug. Yeah. Um, and not, not just the queer characters, like all the characters really, but like that, those queer characters are definitely like warming my, my little, Homosexual heart. Oh, definitely. Those little homosexual cockles in mm-hmm. my neither regions are very warm. Yes. And of course, uh, queer and non-binary as well. <laughs> oh, sorry, trans and non-binary as well. Yes. Mm. All over every character that's there, definitely. But it's not a type of show that is kind of like all about being gay, being no. lesbian, being transsexual, or transgender, sorry, um, wrong word. Um, and it's it's very much about the humanity behind it and also just how that is just part of being human. So, I, I think this is the one big thing we were talking about earlier today is the humanity. I really noticed we're, we're talking through humanity and I was going, you know, Doctor Who's Monster of the Week, you know, a lot of other similar series, uh, that whole there's a, there's a theme that goes for the that week and it's usually something to do with battling evil or battling the bad guys and then there's an underlying film. But something really noticed I noticed today when I was writing especially writing up these notes, is there's not too many evil doers like historically there are in other 
Star Treks or anything else. There's no Klingons. There's no, you know. Cardassians, Romulans, um, many, many others. The Borg. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Which oh, I'd so like to see the Borg. <laughs> But, they, but, I mean, this season especially, like, we had the Borg two seasons, first season, second season. No, not the Borg. No, that was in Picard. That was in Picard. Mm-hmm. There we go. Even yeah. <laughs> yep. two, two, this is why I, I, I overlay them all. But mm-hmm. in this season, we've got this one underlying theme of the, of the um, anomaly. Uh, and then we've just got people trying to be nice to each other and trying to find ways that don't end up in fights and war and, you know, like that first episode we're speaking about, you know, these beautiful moth men and creatures, like, that were just amazing who started fighting and, you know, Michael's like, no, 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 we don't want to fight. And yeah. she found a way around it. And the fighting in that episode also comes from their trauma and not from the feel that, like, they're evil or anything. They just have experienced so much trauma at the hands of the burn that and the dilithium shortages and that they kind of went, we, we can't trust you and thus we just want you off our planet. Mm. So, And that is such a, you know, that trust, I think, day in, day out in the world we live in at the moment, you know, it's such a key thing with having it. And I think it's really nice. Again, you know, I think Star Star Trek in general reflects the day and age that we're trying to live in. And I think they've done it fantastically, that humanity and the human power. And I guess like, you could look at the, the anomaly as being this great threat we're all facing. And we have those great threats now, like global warming and things like that. And showing that people can come together to solve the problem is definitely really important. So... I and think- yeah, and the fact that it's not caused by one person, there's not a finger pointing at a country or a, you know, a specific angle. It's all, and all of us can come together and do this. Exactly. And there needs to be more of that. Mm. Um, I really was worried at the beginning of it, though, that this sort of threat, the anomaly, it was going to be just another version of the burn. And it has some similarities, um, but it actually has differentiated enough from that story that I'm okay now. Yeah. Uh, first couple of episodes, I was like, well, this just feels like the burn. So. Yeah. And, but I think even they were saying it, oh, we've got the burn again. And, mm-hmm. you know, what has Federation done for us? They did nothing for the burn. And I think Michael really handled that quite well as well. Yeah. And despite the type, the genius type of girl that starts a war or two, she's actually doing a great job of bringing everybody together. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that is true. She's gone from yeah, war maker to peacemaker. <laughs> exactly. So um, it's it's such a different time. But um, I, I really am loving Michael as captain. And what I feel is that we've actually built this story around her becoming captain. Usually, we just get here's the captain of the ship. Mm. Um, and we had that in the first season with, with Lorca and stuff. But um, in this case, we've actually we've seen Michael's journey to that chair, and that's been a really important thing of the way we relate to the character, and it's sort of a different way we have to other captains. Yeah, that's uh, so true. Like, yeah, we didn't just turn up on Star Trek Discovery and she was there. She mm-hmm. wasn't a captain to start with, and she wasn't like we just – and we grew with her and, you know, even – and the other characters we've grown with and they've got promotions and things like that, which has been just amazing. Exactly, like Tilly and um, Adira and, you know, they have... And... Um, Saru? Saru! Uh-huh. You've forgotten his name twice. <laughs> twice. No, I, I will not forget you, Saru, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, yeah, and Saru, oh, we've seen his journey to the captain's chair as well and then out of it again and kind of back... It's it's complicated. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> um, the only, I guess the only time we've kind of seen that before is Cisco. So Cisco, when he starts in Deep Space Nine, um, is not 
a captain. He is a commander, um, and he takes the command of this station. Um, he becomes a captain in about season th- three or four, three, four. I'm not sure. Anywhere around there. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and we actually get to find out part of his journey to that captain's chair in that he lost his wife to the Borg. Um, oh, so, wow. and as when Picard was the cutest, so there's a bit of complex in the first episode around that. So. Wow. That's, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. have to go back and do some watching of that. Definitely. Uh, another very cool thing. Sorry. Mm. No, 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 no. Go, mm. go, go. Um, was seeing David Cronenberg again, who his character, I just love. He's just so creepy and. So creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's too creepy for me. He's not for me, although I'm a fan of David Cronenberg in general. So yeah. you watched all of Flesh and Blood though, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> but he's still creepy. Yeah. He's more creepy than that. Uh, <laughs> So much more creepier in that. Um, but his character just um, is so forthright and almost has that absolute candor um, that the Romulan people that I forgot the name of that group um, have. And okay. that's pretty, you know, I like that. And I like how he wins Booker over. Yeah, definitely. That, that, that was really interesting, especially for an empath to be won over by his, his sort of personality. Like I was like, really? You're going to run off together? Sorry, spoiler. But <laughs> that's not the same person we're talking about. Oh, aren't we? No. We're talking about different characters at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. David Cronenberg is the person from Flesh and Blood. Yeah. With the grey hair. Oh, okay, yes, sorry. Glasses. Yes, yes. Not the guy not from the Riser. Guy. He's the hologram or he's not the hologram. Yeah, he's seen as a lot of holograms. Still creepy. Yeah, still creepy. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. yes. Okay. Like, same page. Mm-hmm. I wondered why I didn't remember I him didn't from know. Flesh and Blood, but now yeah. it makes sense. Now I'm completely on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Thought. Still very creepy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you just lost but some geeks po- geek points. Sorry. I'd just like to let you know. Such geek points. Yeah. Just got <laughs> a, little, a notch or two. Um, so, but yeah, his character and he was great playing off Giorgio. And then yes. now his conversation with... Um, um, uh, I've forgotten his name. Oh my goodness, now you made me forget stuff. No, no yeah, I probably have. <laughs> I do that. I send this error out into the. Uh, Colbert, Col- a doctor. Big. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Dr. Yep. Colbert. Um, his rela- that oh, conversation. Especially when they great. were doing the AI debate. Yeah. That was my favourite then, episode. Yeah. So, and, you know, working out whether Zora, this AI intelligence, is yeah. actually, you know, a life form, essentially. And, oh, I forgot to write down. She had a, such an amazing explanation of she's not AI, she is an organism. Yeah. And that was just crazy i was like what <laughs> she's something new so. yes mm-hmm. and i can't i can't remember who they're going to put in as the like because they're gonna like they've already talked about how they're going to create a formation for her oh, i give her a, a physical form. physical form mm. yeah um and that you know if you don't know what we're talking about if you haven't watched um zora is um a the computer of the of the discovery which is a combination of the um 903 or 900 year future of the technology and the sphere data from the previous season so and is merged into an entity so yes and uh, and yeah they they if it had been ai then federation could have taken it out because the you know ships aren't meant to have ai on them on them because they still don't trust them after many many years of mm-hmm. you know <laughs> sorry i've just been watching podcasts on ai and why we should trust them and shouldn't we and things like that and i'm like ah oh, people it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah exactly they're gonna take over it's fine <laughs> yeah no but this one's an organism like it's actually they've you know decided that it's not ai it's actually a living breathing organism that dreams even have you 
Have you watched all the seasons? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So what's happened is they've got to see episode seven and they've gone for a mid-season hiatus. Yes, so true. Um, it's going to be a little while before we find out anymore, which is why we've actually talked about it today. We probably should have mentioned that at the top of yes, the conversation. we should. We should. Yeah. Um, like, we're so, just so excited about it because it is such a and, – and, yeah, as we said, you know, it, it's, there's so many queer content and everyone – you know, and there's so much content in general across it happening in the smaller stories and in the bigger stories across all the characters. And I do just need to point out that you have actually spelt Klingons C L I N G O N S. I've just it noticed that now. I had to spell it phonetically for my brain I, so I would say it properly when I was no. talking about it. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm sorry. It's a I Klingon. Just <laughs> They're clinging on for dear life. Because uh. if I spell it the correct way i don't pronounce it right <laughs> yep that has made my day uh <laughs> sorry to shame you on your but it was worth it it's all right <laughs> uh look if you want to watch it, it is currently now on the new home of star trek in the known universe also australia um <laughs> paramount plus yeah so um which is you know an- another streaming service because there are 600 now i oh, know so yeah. many but yeah. i'm enjoy- i'm enjoying bits and pieces on paramount plus yeah, I mostly have it for Star Trek at the moment. So. Dexter for me as well. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, nice. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. <laughs>